Hey guys, just wanted to read 1 Peter chapter 1 in the Passion Translation. From Peter, an apostle sent of Jesus the Anointed One, to the chosen ones, that's you and me, who have been scattered like seed, like kingdom seed, into the nations, living as refugees in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, and throughout the Roman provinces of Asia and Bithynia. You are not forgotten, for you have been chosen and destined by the Father God. The Holy Spirit has set you apart, and that's what I'm going to be preaching about today. It's the kingdom and separation. Separation is consecration because you are holy ones of God and you are owned by God. I'm going to continue reading. Obedient followers of Jesus Christ who have been gloriously sprinkled with his blood. That's right, we drink his blood. We eat his body and we become one with him. Continuing on, may God's delightful grace and peace cascade over you many times over, I agree. Celebrate with praises the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us his extravagant mercy, for his fountain of mercy has given us new life. We are reborn, that's born again, to experience a living and energetic hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And this is our hope. Today I'm going to be speaking about the kingdom of God, it might be a bit forceful, a bit rushed, but I cannot resist telling you, I cannot resist taking the kingdom by force. We have to push out that yeast of the Pharisees. We have to push out that teaching of religious Pharisaism, of Herod, Herodian teaching, that's politics. We've got to kick it out. We catch it from from our own minds, from church, from, from the media. We've got to weed it out. We've got to be washed with the renewing of the word, with the water of the word. That's Jesus Christ. He speaks over us songs of deliverance. He sings over us. He's speaking to us today. Hear this message. It's a two-part message on, on consecration, which God says is missing from his church. He's bringing back consecration. Consecration is a holy life. Consecration is giving God your all. Consecration is where your thoughts and your wills and your emotions and your bodies and your word and your money and everything belongs to God. It actually empowers you to live your best life, to die to yourself. It empowers you to, to be an evangelist because you don't care about yourself anymore because you've actually consecrated over every area of your life. So there's no me left. There's nothing to protect. I don't have any rights. I don't have any needs. I don't even pray for myself anymore. Hardly, unless I'm led by the Spirit. I don't even know what to pray. I just pray what the Father's praying. I just pray in tongues. You become like Paul who says, I know nothing but Christ crucified. Was he lying? No. He had emptied himself. And I'm telling you, this is the only way to live. This is the secret that you find in Romans chapter 8, which says that if you die to self. He said, if you sow to the spirit, you will live. But if you sow to the flesh, you will die. And he talks about the abundant life that's available when you die to the flesh. It's actually by putting to death you that you actually live. It's by sowing to the spirit. You can't do it. It's hard, it's hard work. You can't do it. You've got to exit the building. You've got to give up. You can't live this Christian life through your own effort. It is impossible. You've got to die. 
What I mean is you can you can wake up in the morning and say, "Wow, I'm a Christian. I love God. I want to please him. So, I'm going to I'm going to not eat today or I'm going to, you know, pray for 4 hours and then in your own energy, your own willpower, you do that. It's zero. It will benefit you zero. But if you get out of your own life, say, "You know what? I'm actually dead. I'm actually dead." Jesus said, "If I lose my life, I'll find it. If I give, I'll receive." I'm actually going to give up. I don't know anything. I give up. I don't even know I don't even I don't even know if I want to please God today. My emotions are everywhere. I've had a bad day. I've got no money in the bank or whatever. My hair's falling out, you know. My next-door neighbor burnt my house down. What it doesn't matter. You actually you remove yourself from your own life. And you say, "You know what? My life is not my own. Jesus Christ bought me with his blood. I don't even know what to do." And you give up and you, you surrender. Submit to God and the devil will flee. Approach the throne of grace with confidence. God's a rewarder of those who are diligently seeking. Trust not in your own understanding, but in everything acknowledge God. So you actually flip a switch. You switch over to Christ. You're not Jonathan, you're, you're whoever, you're Christ. That's how you live. It's it's actually exiting the building. It's actually flipping the tables. It's it's a it's a decision. It's a choice. God's not going to force you to to believe in him. He'll invite you. Many are called but few are chosen, but everyone who says yes is chosen, right? <laughs> like like he calls, he invited everyone to the wedding. He compelled and commanded everyone, and they still wouldn't come. So he said, just force everyone to come. So this is how you live. A consecrated life is you actually, step by step, thought by thought, will by will, day by day, give your life over to God. Your life is like a garden. It's like a vineyard. You decide what you're going to plant. You decide if you're going to... You know, most gardens don't have any walls around them. See, a lot of Christians don't have walls up. Like Nehemiah, we've got to build the walls around our garden. We don't just let anyone talk to us. We don't just listen to anything on the news. We don't just read anything. We don't just let the enemy come and plant a Trojan horse in our life. Now, there are some things that are outside of your control. Maybe your husband or your wife or your parents are you know, evil. Maybe you can't get out of that marriage. Maybe you can't get out of that business. But the Holy Spirit can lead you through fire and through water. He can lead you out into into green pastures. So guys, I'm, I'm going to press play now on part two and uh, enjoy this. Speak to you soon. Hey, welcome back to Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. I'm Jonathan here in Melbourne, Australia. We are the underground church, wherever you are. And you might be going to an above-ground church at the moment, but God said to me that His church will not be found above ground. So that means that there are days and times that are coming where... You know, it may be illegal to be a Christian, or you may need to receive the vaccine that is coming. And some uh, theologians are speculating that the next global pandemic 
that the fake vaccine, as we know it is, will be made by from the blood of the Antichrist, that he will put his own blood in the vaccine as a mockery of the blood of Jesus Christ, because we know that he's, he's, he's creating his own church. He's, you know, God has a, a church and the devil has a church. God has a kingdom and the devil has a kingdom. You know, we've got to talk about these things. The Holy Spirit anoints me to preach the kingdom of God, the gospel, but the, the, the demonic spirits, they anoint with power musicians and politicians and artists and people who have given their souls over to the devil to do his will. And, you know, the Bible even warns about <clears throat> those in the church being taken captive by the devil to do his will. So if people in the church can be taken captive to do the devil's will, how much more those Lucifer Luciferians who, who drink blood and sacrifice chicken bones and babies, how much more do they receive a mantle? You see, men and women of God uh, are overcome by the Holy Spirit and they have spoken and they continue to speak and they continue to launch ministries and businesses and works all over the world as they see what their father's doing and do it. But these Luciferians, they see what their father is doing and they do it. Their father is stealing, killing and destroying. Their father is giving them abilities, anointing, resources. There are men and women who are connected to principalities and powers, not just demonic spirits, not just low-level <clears throat> demons that are unclean, but actual Prince of Persia-style territorial spirits who are, you know, they are channeling these, these demonic entities. They are men and women. They are business men and women. They are politicians. They are musicians. We know that many of the men of God walked with angels supporting their ministry. Even in the 19th century, there were many evangelists and, and, and prophets and preachers who who spoke of an angel that would, would, would come through their meetings and people would be healed. So if an angel can support a minister who's anointed to bring the kingdom of light, so can a demonic entity empower and equip and strengthen these people. Now, why do I say this? Because our eyes are open. We can see the kingdom. Jesus said, if you're born again, you, you will see the kingdom. Now, immediately, if you can see the kingdom of light, you can see the kingdom of darkness. Paul said, we're not unaware of the devil's schemes. And we pull down strongholds. We take thoughts captive. We punish every act of disobedience. So we can see the line where disobedience begins. We can see 
the illegal activity, the criminal activity, the unbelief. We know that Deuteronomy 22 says that it's an abomination for a man to wear woman's clothing. I believe it's Deuteronomy 22.5. We know that homosexuality is an abomination to God. We know that he destroyed the whole earth for living a hedonistic lifestyle with Sodom and Gomorrah, but also with Noah and the ark. He was the only one who was righteous. Lot was righteous, man. So we know the line, but for some reason the church hasn't identified that line. And as I said in previous podcasts, there is a difference between belief and faith. Jesus didn't say, will I find belief on the earth when he comes? He will find belief. I'm saying it now officially. Mark my words, he will find belief when he comes. When Jesus returns, there will be lots of belief. Because the angels believe in God, they see his face. The demons believe in God and tremble. The Pharisees believed in God, but they did not have faith. Faith is what is required to be born again, because it's through, John says, the law came through Moses, but grace and peace came through Jesus Christ. Paul said we are saved by grace through faith. Faith is a doorway of action. Faith is a doorway of action. Of action, I had to, had to use faith to put up my hand and stand up the front of the church and commit my life to Christ. I had to use faith to, you know, sell my business or or become a pastor and do all the things that I do. Faith moves mountain. Without works, faith is dead. So, faith is is action. Abraham demonstrated his faith through what he did. <clears throat> I've got a great message for you today. It's on consecration. If I sound angry, it's because the devil does not want you to hear this, and I'm taking the kingdom by force. Jesus said to weed out the yeast of the Pharisees, to weed out the yeast of Herod. There's a yeast, a teaching, a thinking in you that you have to weed it out. You have to identify through the washing of the Word of God. So enjoy this episode. It's on consecration. Jesus is saying that he's bringing consecration to the church in this season. Yeah? He wants you. He wants all of you. He's jealous. The church has forgotten to consecrate itself, to separate itself. I'm not part of the world. Now, you can go to an above-ground church now, but there will come a time, whether it's a vaccine or a lockdown or, a, you know, women are being arrested for thinking about God, we saw that in the media last month. In New South Wales, a woman was arrested for, for standing at the front of an abortion clinic silently. She was arrested because she told the police she was praying in her, in her head. Arrested. In Victoria, where I live, it's 10 years imprisonment. It's a criminal act to pray for a homosexual. Now, how many churches that are tax deductibility status, you know, above ground churches that are part of this world system. They're, did you know that in Victoria, in Australia, if you're the director of a company, you have to be vaccinated? 
You have to have a digital ID. See, this compromise, you can't have a church or a not-for-profit organization without having a a company. It, you know, it doesn't have to be a proprietary limited company. It can be a tax-exempt charity, but I'm pretty sure you need a board of directors. You need to be part of this world system. So there's going to come a point, whether it's economically, politically, or spiritually, where you cannot do church above ground. That is what I'm saying. The early church was in houses. The early church was underground. They locked the door even to Jesus. Had to he, Jesus had to walk through the wall to get into church. They wouldn't even let Peter in. The door was locked. I'm telling you, this is coming. This is here. It's coming and it's here. There's going to come a time when, you know, where the where the internet's turned off, or we're in fifteen minute cities, where you're not allowed out of your house, you're not allowed, where everything is is surveilled, where every phone, every camera in the streets, you will not be able to just, you know, go to church. So you're going to have to find believers now, and content like this may not be available. You may need to download this now, put on a on a disc, and and keep it. And come around in your little campfires with your solar-powered, you know, MP3 player, and listen to my podcast and start a movement. So, I do recommend buy some paper Bibles right now. Buy some paper Bibles. Buy some medication. You can go to India Mart. You can download an app right now. Go to India Mart. You can buy whatever you need. Medications. Um, they'll send you ivermectin. Um, check with your local authorities if that's legal or illegal. I don't know, but you can buy, you know, baby Panadol, all the things that you may not be able to buy in the future. You can go on Amazon. Amazon now. You can buy um, bone broth, which you can add a little bit of water, and it's a very strong food source. You can buy uh, things to boost your immunity on iHerb. Um, on iHerb, you can buy vitamin D fifty thousand which is like 1.5 micrograms tablets, massive doses of vitamin D. You can buy them now cheap. Um, I'm not talking about separating from society right now. You know, you go to work, go shopping, go to the movies, go to Queensland for a holiday, that's fine. But, but be prepared for the separation. Because what we've seen is only the beginning. Part of it is, yes, the nefarious plans of this one world government. I'm not afraid to say it. But number two, it's also God is shaking the earth. Now, there's a moment in time I can speculate about when and how, but there's a moment in time when the AI algorithms that are running this world system, they they don't they stop working or they, they get corrupted in some way because they are going to lose control. I know I sound crazy now, but do your own research. A uh, good place to start is Kevin Zadai, Jamie Walden. They're both uncensored. They're on YouTube, so you can still catch them. Um, but anything you want to know about what's really going on in the in the government, in this world system, you're going to have to find that yourself. You're going to have to do your own research. And you're going to have to be led by the Spirit. So consecration isn't just separation from this world system. We're meant to be in this world system, but not part of it. We're meant to be in the world, but not of the world. So, consecration is giving God ownership of every area of your life and locking out the devil. 
So you're, you're, you're like a garden. Your life is like a garden. You've got a fence around the garden. You've got a, a water supply. Maybe the enemy has poisoned your water supply. Maybe the enemy in this analogy has sprayed aluminium in the air above your garden. You know, maybe you need a greenhouse. Maybe you need to start to protect your plants. Maybe the enemy has actually come into your garden and built his own, sowed his own plants. You might have to weed them out. But it's that garden represents your thought life. That garden represents your physical body. That garden represents your your beliefs. That's a big one. God wants to, you to consecrate your beliefs. You know, believe that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Believe that that you're approaching the throne of grace. There might be a belief in you that when you approach God, you're approaching punishment, but you're not. That might be what you feel. But John says. God is greater than our hearts. Even when our heart condemns us, God is greater than our hearts. The Holy Spirit testifies with our spirit that we're children of God. So you've got to renew your mind by the washing of the water of the Word. Now, God's told me that's enough. I'm not even going to publish the second episode. Okay, fine. I'm going to publish it as a part two. You don't have to listen to it. This is enough. I've finished this message on consecration. It's more than enough. But feel free, I'm going to add the other 30 minutes to this episode um, as a bonus if you want to listen to it. Have a great day. I've been Jonathan. Speak to you soon. Hello. Welcome back again to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan coming to you from sunshiny Melbourne, Australia. It's Australia Day tomorrow, and uh, that means that we, uh, the British Empire, colonized this nation by violently taking over the country, occupying the land, installing a governor who was charged with the responsibility of turning Australia into a a copy of England. That's why we in a, in Aboriginal Australia wear long shirts and ties on 32 degree days like today. We wear long pants and leather shoes. We have sandwiches for lunch and drink tea and coffee. We speak English. We drive on the left-hand side of the road because we are England. Now, we declared independence, but we are a, a copy of England. And this is the message of the kingdom of God, because Jesus Christ said, said the kingdom has arrived. So what that means is God is making a copy of heaven on earth. That's why Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your kingdom be 3D printed on earth as it is in heaven. So God is violently taking ownership. He's casting out the devil. He's healing the sick. He's preaching the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God. And the Holy Spirit is the governor. The Holy Spirit is the governor. The the church is the senate, the, the legislative assembly, the council that is here to impose the regulations, the laws, the culture and the values of the kingdom of God. And now this is the message today 
and truly it comes with fire and with power and with confirmation because this is what God says this morning this is what he's saying and I'm not gonna entitle this message as you know urgent message for the church but this is the message for today for this hour for Australia for the church the message is you have forgotten about consecration and I am bringing back consecration to my church now you might wonder like why do you wake up some mornings and you find it easy to pray you know you go to church and after a couple of worship songs you find it you know you're able to praise God suddenly you feel accepted by God again you feel like all your problems have gone away you, the things you're worried about are no longer there you have peace you have joy in the place of fear there's there's love in the place of worry there's joy and peace so what's happened is I mean this is just the truth you're not living a life of consecration to God now you may have have at one point acknowledged God given your life to Jesus Christ said yes I give you my life but have you given him your money have you given him your mind have you given him your beliefs that's one thing I'm consecrating at the moment is my beliefs I'm gonna exchange my wrong beliefs for his beliefs about me you see there's an open heaven over the entire earth he's already done everything there's nothing God can give us that he hasn't already given us that's the actual truth but do we believe that you've got to challenge your belief by your actions do you really believe that you're accepted by God do you really believe in your heart so we have got to consecrate every area of our lives and the model for the church right now for us in this season it might go for a month a year a day but it's Nehemiah you know the story but he built up the walls so your walls are down there are areas of your life maybe it's a financial wall maybe it's a relational wall is there someone who can just come into your life and 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 destroy it can the bank take your house are you worried about money is it your physical health Do, are you a liability in your physical health now you've got a you've got to be like Nehemiah and build the walls so that the enemy cannot get in you have locked him out you've taken responsibility taken ownership and you've actually built the wall so there are areas of your mind that are not consecrated there are areas of your body that are not consecrated Jesus said it's the worries of the world the deceitfulness of wealth that choke the seed if you remove those 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 rocks and boulders and twigs from your soil then the kingdom seed is able to grow so what I mean is you can live your life perpetually in the spirit never stepping out of the kingdom never stepping out of the kingdom never you know always finding it easy to pray in tongues always singing hymns and songs in your heart to God always ready to give an account ready to pray for the sick because you're not worried all the time you're not constantly checking yourself you're living in joy in peace unspeakable and full of glory so because of consecration 
you've already predetermined to give God your life, but you now have already determined to give God your time, to give Him your obedience. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit will say, you know, don't do that. But then you do it anyway. You sort of, you know, ignore His voice. That's a wall that's down. The enemy can come in, in a sense. And there's an amount of grace. But what I mean is, con- decide today, I'm going to obey Him. That's con- I'm going to consecrate my obedience. And if you get to a point where everything God says you do, then there's a wall that's up. The enemy will not be able to penetrate. If you consecrate your money, say, you know what? It's not just about giving in obedience. It's that my money is God's. I'm not even going to... You'll get to a point where you don't think about money. You don't ask for things. You don't worry about your needs. You don't even worry about your bills because you've actually gone beyond just giving and receiving. You've gone to a place of consecration where God owns you. He owns your money. You've consecrated money to God. It's just His. It's not your money. So it's a 100% tithe. Get it? So that's another wall. So you've got all these other walls. The other thing is the enemy has built structures in your mind. He's built structures in your heart, in your belief, in your house. There are things that you need to tear down. So it's not just about building up the wall, closing the door, the gate, the windows, and only letting God in, but it's also about removing those structures. Now, you might have gotten involved in a business. You might be in a relationship. You might have a wrong thought life. You might be watching a certain TV program and it's like the enemy is building, he's building his own structures inside of your territory. So if your life is a vineyard, you know, you can have an amazing vineyard, amazing vines. You can be watering them. You can have a, a fence around them to protect the vineyard from the enemy. But then you've allowed the enemy to come in and build and start planting oranges and lemons. And they're going to be taking the light. They're going to be creating shade for the vine. They're going to be, you know, stealing the nutrients from the ground. So you've actually got to uproot enemy plantations. That might be relationships. It might be businesses. It might be thought patterns. So this is what you're doing. Your territory is yours to guard. That's a wrap. Now, there's a my first ever teaching series. You can find it somewhere on YouTube, Glory Services, maybe podcast. It might be on my um, Teachable School, kingdomdynamics.teachable.com. Um, but it's on, it's on the foundations. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but something to do with you know kingdom foundations or basics or or ten steps to overcoming. Yeah, that's it. The overcoming series. The overcoming series is detailed, forensic, step-by-step way to live a consecrated kingdom advancement lifestyle portfolio. (laughs) Okay, bye for now. I'm out. See ya.